then the PCE number hits. So let's bring on Ryan and see if he can at least talk some sense into us. What's going on out there, Ryan? Hey, guys, you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you coming right, on. I got Joe Burrow behind me. At least they won last night, so I got that going for me. So, you know, I'll just point it like this, guys. Glad to be back. I was just looking at some numbers like I like to do. The last day of the month this year has been historically bad. You know, I know it looks like we're still green, I think a little bit, right? But, but you know, just kind of be aware that, you know, I, I don't know if it's random. I don't know if it's late month selling, clear up some books, whatever it is. But last day of the month, much like a lot of days this year, has obviously been bad. Now, I do have some t- pictures here. Let's see if I can share. Look, can I ask you about the move first? Yeah, the go for move. it. Tell, how, how was the move? I, where did you move from to and, uh, and how was it? Yeah, move, move, yeah, hopefully you see my screen. Moving's horrible. <laughs> It's, it's a terrible process, but I lived down in Charlotte for six years and now uh, with Carson Group, I'm the chief market strategist there and didn't really need to live in Charlotte anymore. So we actually moved back to the Cincinnati area where really? I'm from originally. Yeah. So, so the kids moved up like a month ago. I was kind of literally commuting back and forth between Charlotte and Cincinnati. And for those of you that have a map, they're not that close, but um, <laughs> so I'm in my basement now. I haven't really fixed up an office yet, but as long as I got Joe Burrow behind me, I feel I feel okay. So I'm happy. So you're to be, back uh, in Cincinnati. Well, yes, good for back you. Home. It's cold. It's cold. I don't know what I'm doing here. Although it's raining down where I left from because of the hurricane, but you know, and obviously thoughts go out to everybody. As someone who went to Sanibel Island a lot as a kid, um, just seeing what's going on there, it's just devastating. So thinking of everybody. But um, yeah, do you guys see my screen? I hope does it look good. Yeah, things are bad. Perfect. That's what I see. All right. Yeah, well, how about that? So I I threw together some slides here this morning. I mean, you know, this is something that should be obvious. I know a lot of traders are in this, but just for investors, right? I deal with advisors and clients. I mean, a 60-40 portfolio, and I'm saying anyone we don't know, right? S&P is down over 20%, but the ag is having like its worst year ever. That's your average bond fund. A 60-40 portfolio, you see it there, is having its worst year since 2008. This is like, you know, not shocking if you're in this every day like we are, but still taking a step back and realizing just how rough it's been. It really puts things in perspective, I think. You know, here's a chart I shared a lot. Um, I mean, I came on with you guys, I don't know when it was, not that long ago. So listen, September can be kind of rocky when you pour into it. And I got the chart coming up. My goodness, has that played out? But the good thing is, you know, you can see that that red there, right? That second half of September. That was like one of the worst 10-day drops we've ever had, down 11% over those days. It's kind of interesting. And I know the Fed and all the concerns. But still, seasonality was doing no one any favors the second half of September. And that played out again. You can see a little more green coming up, which is kind of where we'll kind of bring some, some good news here. Oh, here's the chart. I think I shared this with you guys when I was on a, week, a month ago or so. When you're down year-to-date 15% or more going into September, the average September dropped 7.1%. We're down 8%. Oh, looks like we lost Ryan there for a second. Let's see if we can get back here. If you want to call it. And clearly that's played out. There's other factors. I get it. But still, if you just look at seasonality, that was a warning sign. Now, let's bring some good news. Um, you know, it is what it is, right? October is the best month of the year of a midterm year. You see it here. The next three months historically are pretty strong. And, and yes, we're down a lot this year. Still, there, there are some signs that we think, you know, there could be a potential low. I think I might. Let me go. Let me just go to it. Did I put it in here? Maybe I didn't. Oh, my goodness, guys. I didn't add the one I wanted to. Just the idea of October being a bear market killer. Got a blog coming up later today. I'll share it on Twitter. But you look back in history, 74, uh, 2002, like 98, 94, 2011, six of the last 17 bear markets ended in October. 
random or not, I just think that's some interesting data pieces to know. And, and when you look at midterm years, talking to you guys before, just um, here we go. You know, they're usually weak the first three quarters. Well, that's played out and then some, I'll admit. But still, we knew coming into this year it can be a little weak. But look at some of those quarters coming up. I think it's just key for a lot of longer term or intermediate term investors, 401k investors. Maybe not this crowd on this, I'm aware. But still, just to be aware the upside is there. I mean, I know it feels terrible. Off the lows of a midterm year, and no one knows when those are. I get it. Who knows? Maybe they're today for all we know. But a year off those lows, the S&P's never been lower since World War II, up 33% on average. Just some numbers, just some context. But again, just be aware that midterm years seem to make these lows. and They tend to make it later in the year. So that's kind of interesting. Here's another cool one. Look at the year two of a new president. That's green, right? We knew this coming into the year. That's the green one. That's the worst, right? A new president, second year of a new president, stocks don't do that well. Lots of different reasons for it. That's playing out. Check out next year, that green of year three. Just be aware of it. Also, a crazy stat I just heard from. We're going to have to get my man some better internet in Cincinnati. We're losing them a little bit. Are you really? Yeah. Can you hear us? Just for a second, Ryan. There you go. You're back. We got you. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, guys. Let's keep it going. All right. Maybe because I was talking about the president and politics. That's what happened. Anyway, year two of a president, new president. That's that green there, 2.4%. It's not that strong. All right. That, that's where we are, right? Second year of a new president. The third year of a new president, you can see historically up 20% on average. So you can just some context that it's been a rough ride. Just be open to maybe some better news. We'll skip that. I know I shared this with you guys before. But looking at all the bear markets without a recession, our base case, we're still not in a recession. Slowdown, yes. Recession, we don't think so. Maybe we're going into one, but we're not right now. And you go down about 24%. We're down about 24%. Sure, there could be some more weakness here, no doubt about it. But it'd be very, very rare to have as much as a 30% bear market without a recession. Only 87 had that. So are we getting closer to the low? Let, let's all let's hope so, right? But like, we think that makes sense. I got like one more probably. Um, okay, here. People ask this, thinking about Florida, you know, no, hurricanes don't really impact the stock market at all. So we kind of put a chart together that shared some of that. But again, more importantly, we're thinking about our friends down in Florida and Charleston and everyone along the coast. It's about to get a hit again there. So last one, if you look at the S&P, the day of the midterm elections, which are coming up here in a couple of weeks, and you hold for a year on the S&P, I know you can't technically buy the S&P, I guess you could buy the SPY, but looking at the S&P price only, up 14% a year later from the midterm election day to a year out. So um, those uh, those are my charts, guys, to put some context around it. No question, it's been a very, very rough year, but there could be some better times ahead because sentiment's getting pretty dour. I would like to see the VIX spike, I think, like probably all of us, <laughs> you know, a little more, but I think we're getting closer. All right. Did uh, Is uh, Triple D still in uh, the trade cave there? Yeah, I know. He's, he's stuck. He's stuck. He's stuck he, in there. He's going to be busy. Uh-oh. He might be. Ha- he's sharing my internet with me, apparently. Huh? <laughs> he, he, he might have listened to Money Mitch and started leaning long, but <laughs> that, that might have been not the best call today. But, hey, that's just how it goes sometimes. You're never going to be 100% right, but statistics yep. sometimes can help, right, and, and give us some outlook. I, I can see the outlook moving forward. Mm. Um, I saw Citigroup yesterday kind of mention a Q4 rally also. So do you feel, are, are you worried about earnings though coming up? The way that Yeah, I mean, sure. We're, we're worried about earnings. Um, you know, they're going to be weakening, right? Companies, some of the big blowups we've seen, supply chain worries. I thought we were over supply chain worries. Apparently not. 
But again, the market, as we all know on this, markets are a forward-looking mechanism, right? They're pricing in. They're pricing in a recession. I mean, you look at small caps, you look at tech, they're pricing in a recession, right? So again, maybe we have a mild recession, right? And that's when we're priced in. So maybe company earnings don't beat by, you know, 20% like they were a couple of years ago, but still likely, we think they'll still beat by a little bit. Um, but it's all about that forward guidance, of course. But honestly, you know, I mean, overall, uh, corporate earnings have been beating for a long time, and we don't think that's going to change. And we still have record earnings. I mean, we're still, we're still looking at record earnings. Earnings expectations this year right now are where they were at the start of the year, all right? They went up a little bit, then they've come back down, so we're kind of flat where we were at the start of the year, what we expected from earnings. Um, but that's a worry, sure. But again, there's a lot of bad stuff priced in. And if it can be a little less bad, like we're, we're optimistic about today's PCE, I didn't get a chance to look into it yet, came in a little hot once again. Um, which is the one the Fed looks at, right? But still, um, that's just more the Fed's going to keep hiking. We kind of know that one. Um, so, but still, a lot of bad stuff priced in, and that could be um, contrarian positive, right? All right. What do you What do you look to? What sectors? What I mean, if we're going to come out of yep. this abyss, uh, I mean, you know, people have been hiding in utilities. By, by the yeah. way, by the way, we went down, we matched the low uh, mm. in the S and P's here, and we have caught a bid. Now I don't know how long this uh, this bid is going to be uh, sustainable, uh, but we're now in the green. We tested the close, we tested the low of the pre market, and uh, I don't know. You could it just be a, maybe some seller? We just lost a seller. Seller's auction here. But uh, back to my question, you know yeah. what? What I know you don't like to talk individual stocks. What sectors? What's gonna yeah. What's gonna lead us out of here? Yeah, well, we we've been in the camp come on a month ago saying something similar to this. We like value over growth. We still don't like big cap tech. We still think you mentioned earnings. There could be some problems there. There's still some higher valuations. So in the models we run for our we call them partners, our partners and our advisors, we're tilting toward value over growth and kind of a two-pronged approach. Yeah, we're still kind of hiding out the utilities and staples, but on the other side of things, I mean we still think energy on this pullback looks pretty good. And industrials have tried to show some relative strengths. So kind of that barbell approach. We don't want to be all defensive because if we're about the bottom, maybe cyclical value makes a little bit more sense. But uh, we're still underweight that. And I would tell you the big question is bonds. Right, we just blow off four yeah. percent on a ten-year. I know we're back about thirty basis points. At least we were before PCE. You know what's going on with bonds? We still think from this day to six months out, one year out, stocks are going to do a, a good deal better than bonds. So we still are overweight equities relative to fixed income in our portfolios. We are actually on a t- our tactical models. We're neutral equities here. We're not underweight, but we are neutral. But when you look at globally, U.S. developed, international, and uh, emerging markets, we're overweight the U.S relative to the rest of the world, because again, those are just falling knives, relative strengths, making new lows across the globe, lots of concern. So we like the US, we like value, but kind of with a two-pronged approach is how we're looking at it. And, and fixed income, we'd still be shortening duration. And we still think maybe yields can kind of trickle higher, not soar higher, but trickle higher, which can still you know kind of pressure uh, fixed income overall. So shorter, shorter duration is how we're seeing the world. Let's let's talk about yesterday. Um, and now you know you you, you follow the news. What even happened? I just remember the Bengals game. I don't remember yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, well uh, they kind of you know Bloomberg came out two days ago and said um, Apple is uh, you know reducing. Uh, you know they're telling their suppliers cut back. They're not expecting as much. Yep. That hit the market. Uh, that was two days ago. And then you know you got to Bank America downgrade. You can say what you want about these upgrades and downgrades, but uh, you know they do move the market. So. So, yep. you know, and then Tesla, you know, we, we just talk a relative strength, relative strength, relative strength, hold, Tesla holding up. Well, Tesla's not, you know, they finally went after the generals yesterday. Yes. So we complain about how these stocks let us up and there was only five, six, eight, ten stocks. Okay. 
Um, now that they're coming down, is that a, is that a good thing? Do we just do we just leave them alone and just you know look for other things, or yeah. are we looking at some discounts here? Yeah, like I said, we kind of the big cap tech. We kind of avoid those. I guess Tesla's okay. technically big cap tech, but still, I think the fact that energy got decimated last week down nine percent. You know, we're seeing some of the previous leaders, like you said, get shot. Like everything needs to get shot. We know for a real bottom to form. So seeing some of those things uh, pl play out right here are encouraging. Put to call ratios are high, but I'd say a little bit more, a little more um, fear and put to call ratios. That VIX, we haven't seen the VIX spike, um, you know, as, as I talked about earlier, the major VIX spike that we prefer to see. But still, there's a lot of other things that you know, AAII. I know there's some flaws with that, but there's a lot of bears there, and just just the cell phone indicator. My goodness, there's a lot of worry out there, and rightfully so because I just showed a 60, 40, 7, a second worst year ever. But still, you know, we we, we think we're kind of closer. I mean. It, you know what Patton said, I've used it before, but if everybody's thinking alike, somebody isn't thinking. There's a lot of reasons to be bearish. I agree with a lot of these reasons to be bearish. But again, if we're all thinking and pricing that in, get any good news, I wouldn't say inflation, maybe not today, but you know, some inflation data. Um, you know, you look at like rents, rents are finally starting to come down a little bit. That takes like a year to come into the inflation data, right? Chicken wings have come down, lots of different things have come down significantly. <laughs> We're optimistic that inflation is going to start coming down, and that could open the door to the Fed. Maybe instead of hiking a ton, they're just gonna hike a little bit less, but maybe keep it higher. But that still could be what the market's pricing in. All right, I know Triple D wanted to come at you hard with, uh, you know, we're, we're in a different environment now, yeah. right? Because of, of rising interest rates. And then, I mean, if you want to just put on the, the rose-colored glasses, say, you know, the Fed's overdoing it. They're overdoing it. It's like, the, yeah. just stop, just stop, yeah. you know, just so, you know, maybe something out of the Fed that you'll be the, the catalyst. I mean, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're in a rising interest rate environment. The Tina trade is dead. Yep. You know, how, how do you counter that argument? No, I mean, I, I can't disagree with some of it. I mean, that's, that's it makes sense, right? Was the I know Triple D hit me on Twitter with I did some stuff, right? Some Hi, Ryan, to it. and he said, oh, you know, he's he like, is. hey, was the Fed hiking then? No, you know, the Fed wasn't always hiking, but but again, it's it's what's priced in and what's not. So I can't disagree with them. But I'll tell you, the one thing I like to look at is credit spreads, right? And we all look at these, right? Investor grade corporates, high yield spreads. They're not blowing out. I'm kind of surprised, honestly, but they're not blowing out at all. They're kind of a long-term trend here. So that's the credit market's way of saying, listen, this is a vicious bear market we're in and it's scary but likely not a major recession, likely not going to, going to fall down the stair steps. And again, maybe that's for a time to start thinking about, you know, three to six months from now, there could be a lot more gains than most people expect because no one's expecting that right here. I mean, it's all perception to a certain yep. extent too. I mean, we can say nobody's expecting gains, but it's like selective perception because everybody says they're so bearish on Twitter. I think we're just used to so much bullishness though that you see a few bears and you think everybody's bearish because my overall feel is that everybody's pretty bullish still. Like, everybody's expecting a bounce. Oh, we're oversold. We're expecting a bounce. And I think that's why we continue to leak. So, I mean, we could say a lot of things are priced in, and we can look at previous bear markets and say they last 12 to 18 months on the bad side. So, eventually, mm -hmm. if I hold on, and this is this is the thought process out there, Ryan. People yep. think that, hey, if I, hold the SP, if I buy the SPY today, as long as I hold for at least 18 months, I know I'll get my money back. And all I'm trying to say is, it doesn't have to happen that way just because it's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. no, what, what are your thoughts? Are we getting no, our money back I can't in disagree with that. I mean, that's, that's just why the way it works? Yeah, no, you got some good points there. I mean, you know, that's why I wouldn't just go all in in equities, right? I mean, you can diversify portfolio. You still own some bonds. We don't like treasury. We'd say maybe even own a little bit of treasuries here. We're underweight treasuries. But again, remember the, the financial crisis, not the financial crisis, but the um, the pandemic, right? Treasuries are about the only thing that really did well. So again, if you just have a little bit of that bucket. So, you know, stay diversified and continue to trust the process. But 
Um, you know, I'm more of a longer term view, probably than most of the guests on here. I'll, I'll admit, I, I see the worries and the concern, but I, I still think, you know, if you have me on in a month, I think we'll have a good chance of a pretty significant October low. Is it the low? You know, I'm, I'm going to say pro- probably, right? And uh, maybe we're choppy and messy from there, but but still, I think there's some um, some some seasonality. It's my birthday this month too, so maybe that'll oh, be happy birthday, birthday. Present finally stop going down. Yeah, it'll be a good birthday present if the market turns October twenty eighth, which historically was the strongest day of the year if you look at stocks, but then it had a terrible day like a year or two ago. So I'm, now it's the I'm second. I'm marking that on my birthday. calendar. Ryan's birthday yeah. one. To wish Ryan a happy birthday too to go. buy stocks that day because it's going to turn around. On hey, that's day. two yeah. guests now, right? We had Chaken <laughs> around the twenty something, and now Ryan giving us the twenty eighth. Who knows, man? I'm yep. starting to look at those October twenty dates. We're gonna have to keep those yep. on track. All right, guys. All right. What is well, it going to be that turns right, right before we let Ryan go? Yep. What do you think is going to be the catalyst to turn us around? I mean, we can predict a turnaround. We can mm-hmm. say we're oversold. Is it going to be just all of a sudden we get an inflation data point that it's not that hot and it's all of a sudden the Fed's plan is working? Is that the day we turn around? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to be honest, probably. Yeah, I think yeah. they need to see some some real signs that inflation has stopped going up yeah. and it's coming back down and that can kind of crack the door. I mean, and you mentioned the Fed. We can go all day on this stuff. I mean, yeah. listen, in June of 21, the Fed said there'd be one rate hike this year. All right. <laughs> I mean, there's. That didn't happen. The Fed is not so perfect. I'm not calling them out. I'm just saying, you know, the, the, their views with what they've said about inflation and the economy and things and rate hikes hasn't always been so accurate. So now they're all hawkish now, yes, but they're all super doves in June 21 and we see where we are. So just kind of be aware that these things can change. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes on to see if we get that change, right? I think yep. everyone's just waiting to see what happens with inflation. Appreciate you coming on. The legendary stat man, Ryan Dietrich, stat guy, market strategist at Carlson Group.